of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. everyone, and thank you for joining me on the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and uh, I'm glad you've chosen to listen today. Um, I am discussing today a uh, theological issue. We've been uh, stuck in the worship area the past few weeks. Uh, well, uh, since this podcast started back, really, uh, this fall. And today we are going to be looking at a theological issue, Uh, and I've titled this podcast, God is the Point of the Gospel. Now that could either go one or two ways in your mind, one of two ways in your mind right now. You might think, well, duh, yeah, God is the gospel, or you might say, what do you mean? Um, And so either way, whatever whatever side you fall on... um, I want to discuss this issue. You see, selfishness has crept its way into the church over the years. And I think it's become uh, detrimental to the point that uh, Western culture has adopted a sort of false gospel in many ways. And I'm not just talking about the very obvious false gospels. For example, the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. Um. I'm talking about a gospel that really makes humankind the center and the point of the gospel rather than God. I I remember a conversation with a friend years ago uh, in which I suggested that God is primarily about his own glory. Everything that God does, every single work that is orchestrated in the history of the world from creation to now and for for eternity from here on. Everything is about the glory of God. The Apostle Paul says that all things are from God, through God, and to God. And uh, as, as in the words of John Piper, every roll of the dice in Las Vegas is orchestrated and ordained by him for his own glory. And some people might think, well, that's a stretch. I don't know what you're talking about here. And I had someone uh, once ask me if, if that means we're just robots. And I said, no, it's actually worse than that. And when you read in Romans 9 that it's it's not just robots, but we're clay. And he is a the potter. And so um, it's, it's uh, completely different. It's a different perspective from what many are taught. And um, I don't think purposely people teach a wrong gospel, but for some of us, the God that we were taught growing up is not the God that uh, we realize later is the true God. And so my friend, my friend, when I suggested this, that God is about his own glory, he responded and he said, that makes God sound as if he's stuck on himself. And my response was, well, he is. Who else is he going to be stuck on you or me or somebody less? God is the point of the gospel. And the gospel is not even about humankind but it's solely about God's glory. 
And we know the gospel, the word gospel means good news. Well, what is the good news? We often get wrapped up in saying, well, that's the good news of salvation. That's only part of it. The real good news is that God receives glory through that salvation. Even the story of redemption among the people of God points to God's own glory and pleasure. It is not about us. And we so often try to make the gospel about us. Our uh, selfishness, I think, is is manifested in many ways. A, a common prayer uh, among many believers sometimes is to pray for God to glorify himself by working through us. In other words, we desire him to work through us more than we desire him to work saved because they don't want to go to hell. They've missed the point. The Apostle Paul said that we are saved to be conformed to the image of Christ. We are not saved so that we don't go to hell. (laughs) That is not the point. And if that's why you received Christ, then maybe you didn't receive him. If you would be okay with going to heaven without Christ there, then you probably will not be in heaven. God is the point of the gospel. The last suggestion I have is that our desire for God to work through us changes to a desire for him to work however he wishes. And our metamorphosis from selfishness to God-centered selflessness, we, we certainly should desire God to work, but we should desire him to work however he wishes and through whomever he wishes. We have the privilege in the body of Christ of being used by God, but Our desire should not be for God to use us, not solely for him to use us, but for him to work in any way he sees fit, whether through us or through someone else, and whether through our church or another church. As a minister, I openly confess that this is quite difficult uh, because I want God to use me in what he's called me to. He's called me to a particular ministry, and I want him to use me in that. But a proper gospel perspective should cause us to seek God's work and simply do what he has called us to, irrespective of how or even whether he uses us. So he's called me, so I must go and I must do as he commands, regardless of the outcome. What if his call was as clear as this? What if God said to me or to you, what if he said, go and preach? But there is not going to be a visible outcome. You're going to be tortured, and uh, no one will come to know me but go. What if he said that? Just obey. There's not going to be any sort of outcome that you'll see but go. What would your response be? I would dare say that it would be difficult for most people to obey. Is The question I would have then, if that's the case, if... We go because of the response and not the command. Is not the call of God enough? Should we not go and should we not preach on the sole basis that he has called us? There's an old Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Many of you know this. It says, we will abandon it all for the sake of the call. No other reason at all but the sake of the call. Man, that should be our desire. That should be our prayer, our thought, our concept that that we go for the sake of the call. No other reason. 
We're not going because of these massive responses that are going to happen on the other side, which we don't know whether or not they will happen. You may see millions or thousands come to know Christ through your ministry. You may see nothing. We go for the sake of the call. And so while we should desire God to work, we should not try to dictate how he works. We should seek his glory and simply obey. Jesus is not only at the center, but he is everywhere. It's not uncommon for us to hear Christians speak of God in terms of capacity in their lives. In other words, he's a number on a priority list, or he is the center of what occurs in someone's life. Jesus, however, should not be number one on a priority list. He should be the entire priority list, the first and foremost person in and being in every aspect of life. He shouldn't be simply at the center of life, but everywhere in life, the center the inside, the outside, the edges, everything. The gospel, the meta-narrative of the Bible, and even the message we are to proclaim is not centered around humanity or even the salvation of humanity, but around and about God himself. Salvation is a God-honoring, God-exalting, and God-glorifying result of the gospel, yet God himself is the point of the gospel. We are merely declaring who he is. And when we realize this truth, that God is the point of the gospel, our perspective changes. And when our perspective changes, our lives change. Thank you for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Do 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 do